Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Table Flip, episode 17. We were going to have a special guest in the show, but uh, some scheduling conflicts did arise, and he will be on next episode. So we do apologize for that, but it'll be worth the wait, everybody. Looking forward to it. Uh, this week, we are going to be talking about the store championship, uh, regionalization, and the uh, buy system, etc. prizes, and uh, just some really interesting facts uh, that they have changed from last year. Uh, we will get into that as uh, part of our part of our main topic here. Uh, we do have a special giveaway that we will be getting into at the end of the show, so stick around for that. And joining me, as always, is going to be Nick and Matt. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Starting with Nick. Uh, good evening, everybody. I'm doing well. How about you, Matt? I'm doing great. It's a wonderful Sunday evening down here, and uh, unlike poor Patrick, our heat is working, so I'm not freezing to death. I am I'm actually currently running off of stove heat. It's actually not that bad. It's actually hot up here, so I have my window open because I'm, I'm, I'm a little warm. But uh, that's okay. Wife and little one are at my mother-in-law's house, nice and warm in a comfy bed, so yay for them. They're all safe and sound. Uh, hopefully the furnace guys come out tomorrow and are like, hey, we can give you a new furnace for like a billion dollars. How's that sound? And I'll be like, great, here's my money. So that sucks, but hey, you know what? That's winter. That, that's what happens to furnace, and home ownership is awesome. Getting right back into Star Wars here, uh, I'd like to mention something real quick before we do start. Uh, Team Covenant um, did an interview with the CEO of Fantasy Flight Games. Highly check it out, please. It will be in the uh, show notes and in the threads that we post. Wonderful, excellent interview. Uh, they do a great job at asking some really good questions and getting some really good information uh, from the CEO. Uh, they don't torture him, but they they, they do uh, probe his mind a little bit with the force, and uh, they're able to get some, some really good answers uh, from the CEO. So definitely check that out over on uh, teamcovenant.com and uh, also their YouTube channel as well. Uh, so, gentlemen, how has your week been? Matt? Well, um, it's been a pretty good week. I had a day off on Tuesday and was able to meet up with a local player and get some games in of cards and X-Wing. So it was a very Star Warsy day. Um, I want to give a quick shout-out to Josh. Um, and thanks for the games. I hope we can find some more times and maybe actually get more people in, like, a local tournament or something cool like that. Yay! Thank you, Josh. Woohoo! People! Actual people! Uh, Nick, how was your week? Uh, my week's been great. Um, you know, it's been a little bit uh, weird with the weather here. First it was warm, then it was cold, so uh, yeah. I, f I feel bad for your weather situation. The Midwest has gotten hit pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, no whatever. Other than that, my job is picked up. Um, I've been playing a little bit of Star Wars. My uh, my friend John, who I talk about on the show a lot, uh, was in a tournament, I believe, this weekend in Virginia. Um, he came over from D.C. to go play. Uh, so I've been trying to put him through the ringer to get him ready for a more uh, competitive environment. Uh, and that's been going well. Uh, other than that, I've just been hanging out. And, uh, yeah, I did get a chance to to actually listen to Team Covenant's interview. It's 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 excellent. Um, if you are, are at all interested in how they've developed as a company and, and came up with the uh, living card game uh, idea and concept, it's a great interview for that. So I highly recommend everybody listen to it uh, in addition to this show. Excellent. We will definitely do that. 
Moving right along to the meat and potatoes of the topic. I was going to say something more Star Wars-y, but I couldn't think of anything. I was going to say blue milk and, well, I guess Nerf steak. There we go. That works. Anyway, (laughs) poor joke. I know I'm terrible. Um, Let's talk about the uh, regional – Regionals uh, this year, what's different, and the way that they're actually doing the buy system. Now, the store championships are going to uh, not give you buys at the regional uh, regional. Um, excuse me, at, at Worlds. Uh, so last year, if you won a regional, you got to buy at Worlds, and that's not going to happen anymore, which is weird. What do you guys think about that? Let's start with Nick. Uh, so the, the whole tournament structure is a little bit new to me. Um, I came into the game a little bit after they had all of these regionals and things like that. And unfortunately I didn't get to go to Gen Con. Um, I had some prior engagements, but, uh, long story short, I mean, I've played in other tournaments, you know, for MOBAs and things like that. And, uh, buys are a gift and a curse, uh, specifically in situations where, uh, you get a buy against a team, you know, potentially that you could have beaten and you just end up going and having to fight like a much more difficult team later on, uh, doesn't help you. But, right. uh, I, I think it's a good choice to not have the buy system. I think I read on the forums a while ago that there was some, some mishaps or some, uh, some bruised egos with not getting in to certain uh, rounds of, you know, 32 or something like that because of buys uh, from regional tournaments, uh, et cetera. But I'm, I'm sure you guys can elaborate more. Uh, let's go with Matt. Well, they had a lot of buys for Worlds last year. Yes, and <laughs> I, I still have my card for mine sitting up on top of my desk. I wasn't <laughs> able to go, but yay, I got a buy. But um, so now, instead of having, um, I have no idea, way too many from the regionals, they'll have, what is it, 16? Or no, that's, they have the 16 regionals that now give buys to right. nationals. So we can assume they haven't actually announced it, but let's assume the winner of nationals gets a buy to world. So that's one. A few other countries will have nationals. So you maybe have four buys at worlds. That's a lot more manageable from a logistical standpoint, because I heard they had some issues with that as well. And the first yeah. round pairing, delaying mm-hmm. things a lot. Um, and I, and I think for the regionals themselves, it's a good and a bad thing. Um, obviously by having so many fewer regionals this year, they'll have, um, they'll boost the attendance some. However, the, payout for winning the regional is a lot less. You'll have less people going to as many of them as they can, hoping to get that one where they can get their buy right, to Worlds. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, yeah. the buy to Gen Con is nice, but mm-hmm. um, not near as important. Yeah, you know what? I mean, as far as buys go in a card game setting, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal other than you're getting a free eight points. Yeah, that can really uh, help uh, or hurt, in some cases, your strength of schedule. But, I mean, you you have to play and beat everyone to win in the, anyway. So, like, in my opinion, like, I've, I've never really found having a buy at a card tournament either a hindrance or a, a good thing. You still have to beat everybody and win. So, either way... I guess you're still doing this the exact same amount of work. You're just you're maybe just not playing one extra game. 
Um, I, I like. Good I, advice overall. Stop worrying about the yeah. buys and just play your games and win. Yeah, I mean, it basically, just you know, kick butt and and win. There's really no point to having to, to really worrying about it. Um, as far as the uh, prizes go, that are going to be in the regional uh, championship store box thing. Uh, let's see. We got a trophy, a full bleed Java, which is cool, but I don't think anyone ever plays Java, so I really want okay. to. I I, I, I like too. his set. But... He's a, yeah, he, it's a great card, great great objective set. Uh, Java playmat, which I actually really like. A lot of people don't, but I actually like Java. He's actually one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. Next to like a whole slew of other favorite characters in Star Wars, um, a glossy affiliation cards, which I found a little odd. Is that like, are they like laminated? I'm not really sure. It was hard to tell from the picture. Because I mean, okay, cool, but what's the point? I mean, just put them in sleeves. It, like, I, I I don't really understand the purpose, but hey, you know, it's different cards. That's cool, whatever. Um, and then. Okay, so I think they had the acrylic damage tokens too, right? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the way it reads here is that it's one acrylic regional trophy tournament and one certificate uh, granting the winner a buy at nationals. Four double-sided spot glossed affiliation cards featuring smugglers and spies and scum and villainy. So I'm not sure what spot glossed means. I'm wondering if that's like the, the symbol on it, you know, like the Millennium right. Falcon and then okay. Boba's Mandalorian symbol, if that's glossy and raised. That's what I would assume it is. That'd so it's be, like a that'd be oh, pretty cool. Yep. There's also eight regional playmats with Java on it. Uh, Sixteen packs of ten acrylic damage tokens, five ones and five threes. Uh, so there'll be acrylic damage tokens. Sixty-four alternate art cards. That's the full bleed Java, which they show you there. Mm -hmm. And then one head judge playmat. Yeah. So, okay. So, what do you guys think about the prizes, and uh, how would you? distribute the uh, the prizes themselves if you are actually running a tournament. Uh, we'll start with Nick. Uh, trophy and a set of affiliation cards, and I think you'd get a playmat and the art. So you'd get one of everything, essentially, um, and maybe two of the full bleed art, and then you just distribute out the rest. Um, I, think the, I think the full bleed art is supposed to be a participation prize. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm reading their their article right here on the the. There are 64 site. of them. Yeah. Most so. most oh, yeah, regionals, that's, that's going to be enough for everyone to get one. Or four. And <laughs> yeah, there will still probably be plenty of regionals where everyone gets a playset. Um, 32 people is still a big turnout for a regional, even with yeah so many fewer of them. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt, any particular way that you would actually uh, divvy out these prizes? Um, I mean. Probably similar and probably no different than most people. The winner gets one of everything. Um, the top eight get play mats. Uh, I'd probably give the second place person um, a set of the affiliation cards and um, a set of the damage tokens as well. Okay. And then I'd probably go random for the remaining affiliation cards and damage tokens. Because cool. everyone stays more involved, and you don't have people going, oh, it's pointless, I'm just going to drop and leave. Right, right. Um, yeah. If you have participation prizes at the end. Yep. Oh, in my experience, yeah. at least. No, Though I, I've, I would definitely agree with that. Mm -hmm. I've had much less trouble in this game with people saying, I'm out of the running, I'm leaving, right. than I have in, say, Magic tournaments, where 
half the field would be gone after the first two rounds. And like, oh, I'm not going to win. Goodbye. Well, the community of Magic, community of Star Wars is on different Very levels, different, so. yes. Very so, different. But, okay, so it sounds like that uh, most people would uh, divvy other prizes pretty much the same way with uh, different opinions varying from state to state. Speaking of state to state, let's talk about the regionals. A lot of people are not happy about this. Um, I myself am very kind of confused as to why they chose to do it this way. Um, in our show notes here, we do have uh, a, kind of a small note here that says regions are too big, which I definitely agree with that. I mean, the, the, the main issue with these regions is they encompass like five states. That's ridiculous. Like in, in my region alone, what if it's in like a state that just no one plays at? Like um, it could be in like Detroit or Cincinnati, Columbus. Columbus would be nice. It would be a three-hour drive for me. Um, I mean it could be in somewhere in weird Michigan or just some like random place in in any of of the 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 zones, and people would just have to drive hours to. I just I feel that having only two in those like out of those entire states that's just silly. It's not like both of our regions stretch from the Mississippi River to the East Coast or anything. Oh wait, they do. <laughs> yeah. It's it's I, I I don't I don't understand the logic behind that, but I, I guess you know since this is the the kind of meat of the uh, the uh, subject here, uh, Nick, what are your thoughts on this, and uh, why do you think they actually decided to do it this way? Well, I think it's definitely a little bit too big. I mean, come on, my region, I live in what region six? It's kind of like the thirteen original colonies. Um, <laughs> You know, right in the breadbasket. Actually, where my store is uh, would be dead center in that region. So right. hopefully they'll get one and no one will come to it and I will win and I can get a bite of worlds and or nationals and then go from there, take all the prizes. Um, but long story short, I think this is just a way to, all to make monies. it. All yeah, the monies. All the monies. Yes. <laughs> Uh, from a from a competitive standpoint, I think having regionals makes it seem like this is more of a large scale national event. It's right. like I'm a regional champion, you know. Like I beat everybody in Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, uh, Delaware, and Maryland. Yeah. You know, to say, that's a big deal to say that. So. Um, I think that's why, you know, and this is giving you a bite of nationals. And I think if you just won a game at your local store in upstate New York and you beat a couple people who show up because your store chose to hold it there, right. you know, that's not saying something about your skill level. If you say, yeah, I beat everybody in 12 states, that's saying something mm -hmm. about what kind of player you are. And I think that's what they're going for is, you know, if you can say you're a regional champion and, and you have a regional championship, you're a big deal. Well, I mean, uh, to to kind of counterpoint that, what if the regional is held in Maine? Like, who who's going to drive to Maine? Even if you live in New York, that's a long drive for an, an entry fee. That, an entry fee that's probably going to be like at least twenty dollars. So that's, I mean, okay, that's fine. But gas is expensive. You got to you got to think about a, a possible hotel uh, for a night and a half or something. I mean, or like, say in Florida. What if it's in Florida? Who's going to drive from Tennessee to Florida to go to a regional? Or I am not exactly. I mean, okay. What if it's in Texas? I mean, Texas is a huge state. I've lived in Texas. Like, it takes hours to get out of Texas. That's it's it's a huge state. Or um, what if it's in uh, 
let's, I'm looking at some of these. What if it's in Washington? I mean, is someone from uh, is someone from Montana going to go drive all the way to Washington to have to possibly win a win a card game? I mean, like it's to me, it doesn't feel like it's including everybody, but including just a certain aspect that have the the larger groups, if that makes sense. Like, um. I'm almost sure that where Tiny's going to be, his his SoCal mana, there's they're probably going to have a regional at his store, probably because they they have a lot of players. That they I think last I heard they had like thirteen or fourteen players or something like that just in just in his local store. That's a lot of people, and most people will probably drive to there whenever they have big tournaments and stuff because you know they actually have that drive. They live in a state where there's a lot of people doing a lot of different stuff, so like. Myself or or Nick or even Matt, like we don't really have anything anymore. Like Matt, you still have to drive to uh, Nate's Nate's local store to do anything there. That's like what a forty five minute drive for you? Um, more like two hours. Oh, okay, that's a two but, hour drive for you. But to be fair, I'm pretty sure Nate's uh, even further drive for it. Well, y now it is yes, <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean it's just. It's really discluding a lot of a lot of the players that don't have that that local area. I mean, I understand there are, there are two regionals per region, and right, hopefully but Tennessee Flight will not only look at the um, turnouts when they're making the decision, but also the mm -hmm. the map and try not to say put two of them in New York City and leave the rest of um, Region Six out of it or. I put, mean, it's yeah. Both it's of them in Chicago, really where the top tier group is for your region, and say, sorry, people who live in Virginia, you're driving to Chicago, or you're not yeah. going to one. But we'll see. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it'll just be really, really difficult to try and balance that out. Now, if they can do it, props to FFG. I mean, I have, I have no doubt that that they'll be able to do it. It just seems really odd to do it this way. I don't know. It's just. It's just it's just kind of a personal pet peeve of mine, I guess, because like I live in Ohio, like what, uh, uh, which is Region Seven. Where are they gonna put it? I mean, Kentucky. I don't I don't think I've seen any players from Kentucky. Um, Virginia. I went to, I went to a regional in Louisville, Kentucky. There okay. are a few. Okay, but that's still a drive for me. Yeah. I mean, there it's just I don't know. It's. I think we'll end up with one in Cincinnati. Um, there was a regional there I went to that had 26 people. Um, yeah. So it's probably one of the bigger ones. Which isn't a bad drive, but I mean, it's just, it's really, I don't know, it's just, it seems like it's going to be really hard. It, like, certain regions are going to be, uh, are going to have a little bit easier than others, I think. I mean, like, Region 3 probably has it the easiest because they're just kind of a bunch of all clumped together states. Um, I think Region 8 is going to be the most difficult because of Florida. And Florida being just such a large state, um, that they're going to have to put one in Florida just to just kind of accommodate the the Floridians, uh, so to speak. Um, I also think that Region Six is probably going to be the second hardest because, like like Nick said, it it includes a lot of smaller states, and you know there could be players from Maine or Pennsylvania and it 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 or even Delaware, some of those really really smaller states that they have to, they they have to can take into consideration everybody. Um, now I'm sure that they're probably basing off this uh, all this kind of geographical information just based off of their market shares and how they're 
actually, you know, doing sales in, in different areas of the country. I'm sure that that probably played played a very, very big part of it. But um, I, I know that just a lot of people were really upset. Um, but, you know, again, I think that w the FFG can do this, and um, it'll be really interesting to see how well they actually pull this off. Uh, but as far as regionals go, um, since you know, there really hasn't been a lot of news in the last couple months, so to speak. I mean, Bounce of the Force came out. We've talked about that to death. Really hasn't changed any really of the, the decks at all. I mean, a couple people have using Super Friends with the new Obi Wan Kenobi, that kind of thing. But um, as far as decks go, and the the regionals themselves, I'm trying to look for a date when they're actually supposed to actually happen. But they haven't announced the actual date yet, have they? Uh, it says it'll run from May 1st okay, through July yeah, 31st. 1st. Okay, so May 1st. So that's how many months is that? That is one, two, three, four, five. five. So okay, we should so be halfway through the next force cycle by the time right, they start. Right. Assuming so, that they hit a February release and one per month from there. Well, the force pack for this month is supposed to go out this month, hopefully. We'll see. It's it's supposed to come in February. We will see if it does. I thought it was supposed to come today, this month. It was originally supposed to come this month. It's been delayed to February for a while now. How did I miss that? I don't really know. It, uh, I probably because at this point people are so used to delays. It doesn't when something gets delayed, it doesn't show up on the forums. That's of, fair. Oh, I mean, the it's... world's falling. It's been delayed a month. Yeah. People are like, yep, it's been delayed a month. Okay. Yeah, yeah I guess I'm used to delays. I play Blizzard games. <laughs> so, Well, uh, let me just interject yes. one point before we get go off this topic. I mean, I'm looking at the region chart, and, and you're probably right. I mean, definitely, we, we're not looking at how the sausage is made, but FFG is informed about how well they sell this game right. and, you know, what stores are hosting events, which sucks for, you know, certain reasons for people who don't have good stores. All three of us, basically. Well, we're not supposed to talk about that. But anyways, oh, okay. uh, long story short, I mean, I think also from this point of view, or from a particular point of view, you know, if this game gets as big as, you know, say a Game of Thrones gets or Netrunner, you know, uh, these regions have to be big enough to accommodate that large player base. And so if you have, you know, 30 regions or, you know, 16 regions, you know, that's a ton of buys, first of all. Mm -hmm. And that's just so much going out. You're, you're sort of splitting it too much. You know, it's too many small pieces of pie. Uh, again, you know, like I started off by saying, you know, to say that you're the region eight champion or the region six champion, that's a big deal. Right. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Matt, you had a follow up yeah. to this. Yeah, I, I see what FFG is trying to do with the regionals, and I actually like it. They're trying to make the regionals big and meaningful. Right. Um, you know, I'm a regional champion from last year, but the one I won had six people. Exactly. You know, I did well at a at another one with more people, but you know, I won a regional with six people. That mm -hmm. got me a trophy and a bite of worlds. Right. Right. But you know that they're trying to make regionals really mean something. And I, I like that. I like what they're doing with the store championships, which really are more like what regionals were last year. You, you have just about any place that once, from the sound of it, could do a store championship. And, um, you know, it helps give the more local um, support. And honestly, 
I like the prize support on the store championships a little better mm-hmm. just because I like the um, Han Solo alternate art better than the Jabba alternate art. Yeah, and yeah, I'll agree. Mm-hmm. So you have that. What I think would be nice would be something in between. Um, I would love to see a state champion level between the store and the regional. And that would be a lot of new stuff for FFG to throw in in one year. And I right. totally don't hold it against them for not coming up with my perfect system. <laughs> but I, I understand why they went to large regions and why they have two regionals per region. And mm-hmm. um, it's unfortunate that just with my schedule and the regions and um, moving in the middle of regional season, I'm not very likely to be able to make one this year. But well, I mean, if it comes down to that's it, just you, how it works. Yeah, I mean, if it comes down to it, you meet you and me can carpool somewhere. How's that sound? That'll work. All right. So, um, you know, I was just thinking about uh, what happens if you're in Alaska? Do you just like kind of stay there and kind of watch everyone have fun? Huh. I wonder what region Alaska and Hawaii are part of. Yeah, because I, I looked for them. I was like, they're actually not on the map because you know how usually like they'll add them off to the side or whatever. So, so you know what? FFG's hating on Alaska and Hawaii, man. Jeez. Whoa, 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 whoa! Don't even say that. <laughs> they, they they probably have them taken care of. I'm oh, I'm sure. sure they do. I'm sure. They Alaska do. probably gets their own nationals. They're bigger than some countries, right? <laughs> That's true. Well, you, have you guys? Do you guys watch like all those like uh, you know Edge of Alaska like real living and it's like the people who live like in the Arctic no. like above the Arctic Circle. You guys got to watch that stuff. It's incredible. Um, but I'm sure they're taken care of. Oh, I'm sure they are. I'm just poking fun, of course. Uh, okay, so uh, we, we've talked about the regionals. We talked about the um, the way that they're set up. Do you guys think that a buy for nationals is a good prize? Or do you think that FFG, to make the regionals a little bit more accessible to other people, like have more than than one um, or the more than two regionals in a set amount of states, do you think that if they remove the buy and did a little bit different prize, do you think that would maybe encourage um, more participation from stores? Let's go uh, with uh, uh, Nick first. Yeah. Uh, so. I don't. I don't necessarily think that's true. I mean, uh, wasn't it the case at Gen Con this year that they filled up like really, really, really quickly? Uh, people like I think showed up who didn't have the haven't pre-registered weren't uh, given a seat at the at Gen Con, right? I honestly don't know. They I didn't think... fill up that quickly because I was a little delayed in being able to know if I could go, and I had no trouble getting in. Um, okay. Though they might have filled their original seat size pretty quickly but then they expanded it shortly after and they i'm not sure they actually filled that and they mm-hmm. definitely had room for people who came without with just generic tickets and i think they advertised and i'm sorry if i got this wrong internet i know someone will fact check me <laughs> but i i believe they had allotted 120 seats at the sign-up mm-hmm. at the end, and we had just over 100 players total. Nice. Okay. So, yeah. so there was room, but I expect this year there will be more. Yes. So now there are always going to be people who sign up and don't show up. So anyone listening to this way later near Gen Con season, 
if you weren't able to get in, show up with some generic tickets and try. And I'm sure we'll talk about that again closer to time. So uh, I'll speaking, shut up now. Spe- no, no, that's fine. Speaking of tickets, how much how much was it to actually get in just for the Star Wars tournament? So you'd have you have to have the badge for the convention, which I don't know what one day ran. I got the full four day badge, which was um, eighty dollars, and then I want to say the tournament itself was sixteen, but I could just be making a number up out of nowhere at that okay. at this point. All right, cool. Now, did you um, hotel pool with anybody, or was it just yourself? I stayed at my parents' house because I, I I grew up in the suburbs of Indianapolis, oh, so well, that was convenient. Go. There you go. That works. That works. Okay, uh, Nick, did you have any more comments on, on our topic that we're talking about currently? Uh, no, I think I'm good. All righty. Let's, uh, let's move on here. Okay, so um, as far as the segment for Deck Talk goes, I just kind of want to go over uh, just the – I mean obviously we haven't really been doing much of anything – deck wise like different um but um team covenant uh did a challenge at their last game night for star wars to build a deck with bubble fett in it and uh me nate and uh matt and nick were all talking about this uh during during the week that happened or i think it was last week if i remember correctly or it was yeah it was last week and um you know, so, some interesting kind of ideas kind of erupted from from the situation and just from the discussion but um, do you guys think that uh, Boba Fett will ever become viable in a one versus one environment? And how do you think that the card pool needs to be diversified in order for him to be a uh, included in a deck? Let's start with Matt. Um, the problem with Boba Fett and the rest of his set is I never look at him and say, this is the best card to do X. You know, Boba Fett is a good unit, but he's never like my best choice. Now, looking at scum in general, and if you're going to try to build a bounty hunter or a capture deck, he's elite, which scum doesn't have very much of. He has three force icons, and scum in general is a little short on force icons right both both for edge battles and for committing to the force so him having the three force icons and being elite will will come into play i think i think he could see play what you need to go with that though is enough synergy with something that makes bounty the fact that he's a bounty hunter matter things that you know add to his non-mechanic, the current, like, for instance, Bounty Hunter, or if Bounty Hunter matters, that's a part of his car that currently just sits there and looks pretty. Right, right. Uh, and Unless you're running the um, the new scum set that could flash him into play. Mm-hmm. Or was that only Mercenaries? No, it's Mercenaries and Bounty Hunters, yes, right? Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. So he can be flashed into play now, which he couldn't before. You, we need more synergies like that to make him more playable, I think. Or protect. Some scum protect. I'm, I'm somewhat disappointed the poor Gamorrean guards didn't have, like, protect mercenary or bounty hunter. I think a that, lot of people were, and a lot of people still are to this day, that they don't have protect. So, 
Wait a second. You're mad about the Gamorrean guards not having protect, yet they come in what? They come in the general set, right? The starter set. Oh, and they, do they? I no. thought so. They're oh. in Edge of Darkness. Edge of Darkness. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. Now I'm going to get killed on the website for that. <laughs> they come in Feeding the Pit. And where's the other one? Job is set, I think. Reach. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Just to go off of Matt's points, though, um, I'll abandon the Gamorrean guard thing. <laughs> I definitely think I, I think you're right in terms of synergy. You know, something with Bounty Hunter being able to to ferret out different cards. You know, uh, a synergy with something like an action, like oh, if you have a Bounty Hunter unit on the table, you know, they get to pull something from your hand. Or um, definitely, I would love to see a, a set of things kind of similar to what they have for Han and Chewie with mm-hmm. all the different weapons right. and sort of a, a weapons package for Boba Fett. Uh, and in, in the same vein of a lot of the enhancements that they give Jedi. Um, so you give them a missile launcher, a flamethrower, um, the grapple, like the grapnel thing that he has that he wraps around Luke Skywalker. Um, you sort of deck out Boba Fett. So now you have this four cost unit that you want to play early. You know, you, you, you obviously build in some protect or something else. And then what you do is you, you pull in that set of weapons and now Boba Fett is a one man army. You, you make him sort of a bounty hunter juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that way, um, you can get away with uh, using him, at least in an offensive way. Um, the the one side thing to that is that his effect, the the capture, as long as you damage them, but if you kill them, obviously they don't get captured. I, I think that's what's screwy is you, you kind of miss out on that because you do want to win those edge battles for that extra uh, focus token, but really he's only going to not kill, what, like Luke with no damage and a couple other... Uh, heavy units like he can never if you win the edge battle he can never capture han solo right he he is the one bounty hunter that vader had to specifically tell no disintegrations true true i I wish i could take credit from that but that was pointed out to me by eric Mm -hmm. as in as in the game designer slash rules guy eric not random any other random eric on the internet so props to him he ran a great tournament way back at gen con but I, I he he was commenting on how he loved Boba Fett and it, it didn't you know he kills people yes but Vader had to tell him not to so that's not really out of flavor for him it's unfortunately makes him less useful but flavorful so basically i think we all can agree that Boba Fett right now just doesn't have that synergy yet which is fair Oh man, you know it, it. It really is unfortunate because Boba Fett is one of my favorite characters of Star Wars, and I know I say that a lot, but he is currently the background for my phone. So it tells you how much I really like Boba Fett, and um, I just like in the book series, he really plays an interesting role in um, like Fate of the Jedi and Legacy of the Force, which is just a phenomenal book series. You should read it. Um, do we have uh, any interesting decks that you guys have been messing with? Uh, no, Matt, not your not your Star Destroyer deck. Um, I guess if but you want it, Star Destroyers, they blow things up, go boom. Okay, well, you know what? I, I will I will let you talk about it. Go ahead. It's probably not different from a deck everyone's tried because Star Destroyers are cool, but it runs all eight um, Star Destroyer sets. So two of the Executor, two of Devastator to um, the Death Squadron, the Imperial-class Star Destroyers, 
um, from Imperial Blockade and the Thunder Flare from Repair and Refurbish, mm -hmm. and then rounds the deck out with um, a, one set of Jawas and one set of Tusken Raiders for some cheap blockers, some tactics, and the Tusken Raiders objective, which can totally wreck um, Jedi decks if now they're double focusing and your Star Destroyers don't care. I don't think it's a great deck, but it's fun. I've played a few games with it. Um, when it goes off, it goes off great. I, I've outraced a sleuth deck with it, even. A sleuth deck that never drew a sleuth, but <laughs> hey. <laughs> that, that tells you how fast you can race, though, if they don't have time to dig for one. But, you know, sleuths are a horrible matchup for it, and sleuths are very popular. So it's probably not the right um, deck to take to any tournaments, unfortunately. Fair enough. But hey, but enough. hey, it's fun. And I played this game to win, sure, but I also play the game to have fun. And taking out other random decks and playing them instead of playing the one deck that wins every game. It's a lot more fun. No, I definitely agree. I mean, I've been playing my Jedi deck a lot, and um, it it's had some some good win rates. But uh, just man, once Vader and, and Palpatine get on the field, I just it just really really struggles to really do much of anything, unfortunately. Which is really unfortunate because, come on, they're Jedi. Jedi are awesome. Um, Nick, any interesting decks that you've been playing this week? Uh, I took out old Obi Wan and put new Obi Wan in. Mm -hmm. Uh, to my Jedi 11 deck, and I was testing my friend John uh, with his Navy deck, and he flopped over Reconnaissance Mission and two uh, Defense Protocols. Uh, so he pretty much was drawing seven cards and then ditching two of them to do damage to me. Um, I'll, I promised to actually post a photo on the Table Flip page, but uh, I sent this to Patrick. Uh, how I beat him was creating God Luke, uh, what I like to call yeah. it. So this is the, the God Luke deck. Uh, I put on two lightsabers, two old Ben spirits, um, the Suresu defense. So he had plus health and shielding. Um, and then finally, my last turn before I blew up all his objectives, um, I gave him trust your feelings. And there was nothing he could put down that I couldn't kill. And Luke was invincible because even if he died, um, you'd have to do four damage plus... Uh, take out a shield and then kill him twice over. So um, my friend John didn't even bother attacking him and just went after my objectives, but it didn't serve him well at all. I would imagine not. That would, that would really suck, but you know what? That's okay. Oh, well. Okay. So um, anything else that we have uh, on the plate here, anyone else would like to bring up anything as far as decks go? I just want to bring up something. Uh, there's a very interesting post on Card Game DB uh, under the uh, topic "How My Wife Turned Imminent Defeat." Dot dot dot. Uh, definitely go check this out. And and I uh, thought of this because of Matt's uh, Star Destroyer deck. Uh, it's a story from Chiller087 about playing a two v one challenge deck. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely take a look at it. But it's pretty funny because his wife stomps his Star Destroyer deck with the Rebel Challenge deck. That's amazing. Uh, so definitely check that out. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So, Nick, you have a special giveaway for us. So why don't you hit the nail on the head, sir? 
All right, so this week we'll be doing a special giveaway. Uh, this will be the first giveaway of a, a couple that we might do. Um, what I'll be giving away, and I'll just describe it for you, and you can go look this up uh, either on Team Covenant's website or FFG's, uh, is a pack of card sleeves for Star Wars, the LCG. Uh, it is the I Have You Now card sleeves. Uh, so if you know that card uh, that says... Uh, it's the picture of Vader's face, and in his eyes are X, uh, Luke's X-Wing reflected. It's a pack of those, so it's 50 card sleeves. And in order to win this, um, what we're asking our fans to do uh, is, if you don't already follow our Twitter, uh, to follow the Twitter and then tweet uh, to us at Table Flip Show um, is something in the message with the hashtag, I have you now. Um, we're also going to be running this on our Facebook page, so uh, post there with the same hashtag, uh, hashtag I have you now, and uh, we'll be running this for the next two weeks, and uh, at the start of next week's show, um, we'll draw a winner, and uh, I'll get in touch with them and then send them the force uh, sleeves uh, after that point. So, cool. The, uh, the card that he's talking about is uh, from the objective set, Shadows of Dathomir, which is set 25, and it's the card's... Uh, Officially called a disturbance in the force, and uh, it's I can't read that. Put one focus token on each enemy that is committed to the, committed force. To the force. There we go. It is an awesome card in a relatively underrated objective set that won me several games back before Edge of Darkness came out, and I yep. rotated the death, the Shadows of Death Mirror out of my deck, but. It is a cool picture. Good old Rancor not being able to eat vehicles. Man. Uh, he doesn't eat vehicles, but he does a lot of unit damage to vehicles. He except does. the ones that he can't block. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's 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 okay. But uh, also, I wanted to give a uh, shout-out to Scotty, who uh, pointed out that the Hoth deck that we were talking about in episode 15 was, in fact, his deck that he was using at Worlds. He went a good amount of uh, wins. I believe it was 12-1, and one, and I think he was knocked out of the top four, I think it was. Uh, I apologize if I'm getting that wrong, Scotty, but... Um, uh, he did. He did point out that we uh, failed to mention that, so I do apologize, Scotty. Uh, I am giving you full credit now, so don't don't hate me anymore. Um, but anyway, guys, that's going to be it for the today's show. Uh, let's go with uh, personal shoutouts and plugs. Matt, starting with you, sir. Um, I'll give another shout out to Josh. Uh, thanks for the game. Let's let's try to get a group. And there is now a nice. Um, store championship like two hours from us we need a group to carpool um <laughs> and let's see here shout out to my wife she's continues to not mind that i waste a couple hours of my weekends um talking into a microphone which i've been told is way too sensitive it can be but it's a logitech and it's a usb headset yeah. so that's okay they're yes. known for that. It's it's a very comfortable headset. They it's are. like nice leather here. Uh, I don't. Anyways, and Table Flip now sponsored by Logitech. Hashtag super. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> and um, shout out to Team Covenant for bringing us an awesome interview. I wish I had those guys' um, resources and mm -hmm. just that group of people. I wish I lived in Oklahoma. I. I you know, I had an interview in Oklahoma. I drove through, and on my way driving 
from Oklahoma back to Indianapolis. I stopped at their store and like challenged someone to random Star Wars cards. Nice. So that that was fun. But Very nice. they're they're a great group of people. They're as awesome in person as they are online. So Team Covenant, keep it up. You're awesome. Yeah. Uh, Nick, go ahead. Uh, as always, I just want to give a shout out to the fans. Thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you enter in that contest. Um, I also want to give a shout out, uh, shout out to uh, Matt Kennard. He posted on our Facebook page uh, looking for some people to play with on Octagon. So mm-hmm. definitely hit him up. Post your name under that uh, post on our Facebook page. And uh, have a good uh, couple of weeks till we see you again cool. from me. Very nice. Uh, shout out to my wife and little one who are nice and warm over at my mother-in-law's house. Uh, thank you for letting me do this show, even though you're not here. Still love you guys. Uh, shout out to Fantasy Flight Games. I always want to call them Final Fantasy Games, but that's I'm just being silly. Uh, thank you for creating such a wonderful environment and community around this amazing game. We really do appreciate it. Um, I want to give another shout out to Go7Gaming.com uh, for uh, just creating some really, really nice product uh, for card storage. And uh, some people may not like the tokens. But um, they are just a nice legal way to try and just uh, kind of add some diversity from the uh, um, uh, cardboard tokens that uh, come in the original packs. So uh, shout out to him and as well as uh, shout out to the rest of our fans and uh, everyone else that's listening via a uh, a different media other than um, iTunes. Um, Also shout out to Team Covenant for just being awesome and uh, always producing top-notch quality content. Uh, TeamCovenant.com, check them out. They have a lot of really good stuff on their website as always. Not only for Star Wars, but X-Wing, Netrunner, all this other really cool stuff that they do. And um, that's going to be it, guys. That's it. That's all. Thank you very much for listening. God bless. May the Force be with you, and we will see you guys in two weeks. See ya.